Well, hello everyone. Get ready to party because 2022 is almost over and our new year will be just in a couple of days. And I want to welcome everybody aboard uh, to On The Mark Sports Talk. And I'm your host, Mark, with a C. How is everyone today? Good, Good to be home. I'm you, glad Mark? everyone's doing okay. And down the line, um, Hanukkah has come and gone for those who, I guess most of us celebrate the Hanukkah. I just wanted to ask you a question. Uh, Christmas lights, you know, are up before Christmas, during no, Christmas, no. and then probably through the month of January before the people bring their things down. But Hanukkah, uh, I know here, what we did, we put our menorah uh, in, in the window uh, a day or two before. And as the days went, of course, we lit another candle, lit, lit, you know, turn the light on, one more candle. And then once it's over, the next day, I just pulled it out of the window. Same Done. here. Done. Yeah. So I, and I, I want to know your opinion about this uh, real quick before we go to the sports. Some of you agree with me and some of you, you I don't know. You people this, have a Hanukkah menorah still in your window thing. right now? I did the same thing. You pull it right there, right? The holiday's yeah. over. Right. Well, yeah, Mark, if you, you come to mine. You come to my neighborhood, the Bayside, Bayside Hills. So uh, we have the menorah, we have the Christmas tree, and the creche. And the, we have a guy, a Jewish guy who lives across the street from the menorah, and he lights each, each, each successive day, one at a time, until they're all lit up. Now he's done, and I, I guess they leave everything, because it looks nice, but it stays all lit until... Uh, I, mean, it's, I don't know. To me, I think it's... Well, if you ask rabbis this, they said... You do what you want to do. Yeah. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. But <laughs> me personally, I think it's not right to keep those lights up um, after you go into a, a diner. They want to be, uh, you know, give give the Jews the equal uh, mm. equal billing, and they they have the Christmas lights all over the, the place, and they have a menorah. All the lights are up. It'll probably be up for another month. Oh, Every lights come on. It's a good thing to be nice to the Jews. I I, I think it's nice to leave it open. You know, they they want to uh, uh, sort of like uh, actually they need our business. They want our business, and that's uh, a way of doing it. And uh, I I you know I have no objection. I, I don't think it's right. I, I know when we have our ceremony before Christmas, before Hanukkah, the rabbi doesn't want to end the menorah lights lit before time. But, yeah, uh, and you're more religious than me. <laughs> I am not that religious, <laughs> but I, I yeah, that's just my my thing. I, I I don't I don't like to see the the Hanukkah lights up after the Hanukkah. That's me. That's me. Everyone has their own opinion. I guess there is no right, there is no wrong. No, just wanted to get that off my chest. Respectable, respectable. This is opinion. this is show number one thirty nine in one hundred and thirty nine consecutive weeks. I'm very proud of that. And Michael, what do you say to that? I will say Kanahara. Good mm. boy. Good boy. And uh, just like the Timex watch, it keeps on ticking and ticking and ticking. But what is the Duracell battery? The energizer basic? bunny. It's on going and going and going. going. Who did the commercial? The Timex commercial. John Cameron John, Swayze. John, John Cameron Swayze. John Cameron Swayze. Or John by Cameron way, Cameron. By the way. Bill should uh, know that. During the uh, this past week, uh, Larry, 
There's Larry. Give yourself a little raise your hand, Larry. Larry. There you go. So Larry wrote me something uh, about our advertising this podcast, Zoomcast, what you want to call it, that the wording, which we originally had 139 weeks ago, describing what exactly we do, should be updated. And he, you sent me a fantastic lines. I sent it to my producer, who's my son. And I said, what do you think about this? And depending on what we had, he put the original, uh, the saying up, like, you know, this is a Zoom cast hosted by me. And we have a great panel of sports experts. And we just discuss the, the highlights, et cetera. And uh, Larry, like, what do you do? You like adjusted a little bit, right? You adjusted it, Larry? I smoothed it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's good. My son liked it. So he put it up. <laughs> so you get a little credit for that. Thank you very much. We have a new face on our panel today. Uh, and we want to welcome um, Rob. Is that Rob? Rob, Rob Whiteman? That's correct. Right. Do we, do we call you a doctor? You, you know, you can call me doctor. To... You can call me Rob, you know. Hey, Rob, Rob is cool. Yeah. Rob, can you, can you give us a few seconds about like, like who you are and what you do, et cetera. And so we know who we're dealing with for the next hour or so. I've been a close friend of Mill Rosenberg for, uh, I guess, uh, what would you say, Mill? 30 years or something, right? 25 years, right? At least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going back together and practice together. We'll be back in time. And, uh, and uh, Milt, is retired, but uh, I'm still uh, very happy with what I'm doing. Still enjoy, my, enjoy my work very much. Yeah, turned 69 uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, knock on wood, I feel good. So you know, trying to keep it, keep at it, and help help my patients in any way I can. Good doctor. I think we also why don't we all open our mouths and have our mouths checked for a second or two. <laughs> Look, and we were—he's a good tennis player too. I okay, to played a All lot right. of tennis. Yeah. Um, if if you want to jump in on any conversation, just do it. Just you know, raise your hand or so, so we know that you want to say something. If you want to join in, appreciate it. Yeah, sure, sure. I look for what's the format that you usually go by here. You know. What's that? What's the format that you? You'll use? see. You'll you'll see. It, it rolls really nicely. Even everyone okay. talks, not only me, because I can't talk for this long. Do I ask a dentist question? Mm. A dentist question? What do you want? What, what am I? Crown is loose? What do you want? No, but when I go to the dentist, right, when I'm really getting drilled and grilled in the mouth, right, and I'm staggering out, you think that the secretary should be asking for money? <laughs> well, my patients usually aren't staggering out. They're very comfortable. Our patients and, never. And happy with what them. I'm doing. And, and, and they usually they usually ask the pay secretary, "Oh, what can I leave today?" You know? No, because I always tell her to bill me. So yeah, I'm not yeah. in the no, he I'm used to work, and I used to pickpocket. Yeah, after getting <laughs> drilled. <laughs> it's, it's, it's you know you're, you're a product of the uh, early '50s, the late '40s, and uh, when we, you know, we had like 15, 20 cavities a year. They don't they don't get that many anymore. Correct, no. guys? Yeah, Rob. They don't no, get no, no, no. Yeah, when I was a kid, it was you know, 10 cavities every time you went in. Every time, oh, every time. 
But the yeah, fluorine yeah, yeah. Uh, fixed that a little bit, huh? Yeah, fluoride optolite. Sure. Fluoride, my, my, my and, and better, better awareness, <laughs> education of our patients and such. You know. All right. All right. Well, welcome aboard. Welcome to welcome. Okay, Thank welcome. you. Very we are going to start with uh, Gerald's highlights report, sponsored this week by Cough Drops. <laughs> so, what do you have for show number one thirty-nine, Gerald? And why don't you explain, since since Rob's a new 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 man in the block, what 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 are you doing with this number one thirty-nine? Rob, each uh, week <laughs> I focus on a major league baseball season. Uh, this week I'm focusing on 1985, and that number is derived as follows: the first recognized baseball game in the United States was played in 1846. And this is Mark's 139th episode. <coughs> I add the two numbers together and I come up with 1985. And that is the year that I'm now focusing on uh, in review. So oh, hope baseball. baseball, MLB season. So I hope that's clear. So with that in mind, uh, the, these are what I believe to be the salient facts about the 1985, about the 1985 season. For the awards and leaders, I will name the National League player followed by the American League player. Key awards, MV MVP, Willie McGee and Dave Don Mattingly, Rookie of the Year. Vince Coleman and Ozzie Gian, Cy Young, Dwight Gooden and Brett Saberhagen. Mm -hmm. Key leaders, batting average, Willie McGee and Wade Boggs, home runs, Dale Murphy and Daryl Evans. RBIs, Dave Parker and Don Mattingly, ERA, Dwight Gooden and Dave Steed. Doc Gooden became the first National League pitcher to reach 200 strikeouts in each of his first two seasons, as well as the youngest 20-game winner in baseball history. Nolan Ryan became the first pitcher ever to record 4,000 strikeouts. Dwight Gooden won the Triple Crown of Pitching, a rare feat. Uh, that includes ERA, uh, games one, and strikeouts. Pete Rose beat Ty Cobb's total career, career hit record by hitting 4,000, his 4,192nd career hit. Peter Uberoth reinstated Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle, uh, who were banned from baseball because they were associated with. Uh, Casinos in Atlantic City. And <laughs> as I recall, they were paid $50,000 per year and uh, they were banned temporarily. Rod Carew became the 16th player in MLB history to join the 3000 hit club. Raleigh Fingers recorded his 270th American League career save, breaking the record orig originally set by Sparky Lyle. On October 6th, Phil Negro joined the 300 career wins club and became the oldest pitcher at, eight, at 46 
to throw a complete game shutout. That's amazing. Who was that again? That was Phil Necro. Okay. The World mm-hmm. Series pitted the Cardinals and the Royals. The Royals defeated the Cardinals four games to three. Brett Saberhagen was 2-0 and with two complete games and one shutout for the Royals. He was the MVP of the 1983 World Series. Here are some amazing composite comparisons. In this World Series, the Royals hit 283 and the Cardinals hit 185. The Royals had an ERA of 1.89 and the Cardinals 3.96. And that completes my report for the 1985 MLB season. Oh. Michael. A couple of comments, Michael. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Jerry, uh, I recall that World Series. Isn't, isn't that the World Series where Don Deckinger screwed the Cardinals out of a, a, a very, very crucial play that literally yeah. cost the yeah. Cardinals the World Series? Yeah. Or was that another World Series? Yeah, no, that was at game six, Michael. Yeah, right? I remember right. that. Cardinals yeah. were up three three to two in the series, and they, if we would have had a replay, <laughs> they would have they won the World Series in six games. Exactly. Herzog yeah. was kicked out of the game. I he went bananas, right? It, it was yeah. a play first. It was a play at first base, if I remember right, a ground ball, a safe out call. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I don't. I, I I'm pretty sure you're right on that. I remember. Yeah, but that was that series. Yeah. Can I make a comment about Whitey Herzog that I think is pretty funny? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Whitey Herzog was asked by M. Donald Grant, the chairman of the board of the New York Mets, to manage the Mets. Now, M. Donald Grant, understand, was a stockbroker, not really well versed in baseball. So Whitey Herzog said the following, why would I want to work for you, a man who knows nothing about baseball? And suffice it to say, he never got the job. <laughs> Back in those days, I was hoping that Whitey Herzog would come aboard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine. Never happened, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that report, 1980. Good report. And why don't we then move now to Milton. Milton, your name that tune sponsored by Heads or Tails. All right. <laughs> and you know, by the way, before, Milton, before Milton goes, you know, you didn't you weren't with us last week. And I think I explained to the, the panel that we had a little powwow <laughs> and we discussed your little segment here, and I gave you the freedom to uh to do any year you want instead of, instead of doing the year that Gerald has his little uh Right. All right. So what do you got there? Uh, uh, the song was 1963. It's about some people just know when they meet somebody for the first time, it's the right one for them. Mm-hmm. This song was written by Phil Spector, Tony Powers, Ellie Greenwood, produced by Phil Spector, the genius who did a world changing recording technique called the Wall of Sounds. <clears throat> And this is the song from 1963 with the world of sound. Let's give it 30 seconds before you guess the uh, title. Great song. You ever hear it?
right. Tell me who you think it is. That's Ronnie Spector. Ronnie Spector? No, no, Ronnie Spector. This was, she also sang with the Crystals, who had a big hit. Darlene Love. Darlene Love. Darlene Love is the solo on this song. And uh, I'm not sure what the, you know, what that wall of sound was, uh, but it's very involved and it was a whole new recording technique (laughs) that was done by, he was a genius, Phil Spector. So what was the name of that song? The name of this song. Also, Crazy, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Today, I met the boy I'm gonna marry. That's why I'm gonna I marry. Yeah. Howie, Howie. Uh, if you're interested, Showtime just did a four-part documentary series on called Tecta. On who? And it traces his life, oh, and it shows how reclusive and alcoholic and drug addicted mm. and crazy he was, and that he married this uh, grade B movie actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, him claiming that she killed herself, but they proved that he did it. And eventually, a couple of years ago, he died in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Gerald? a genius, a genius sure. changed uh-huh. everything. But... Gerald and Joe and Ron. Saturday nights on WABC radio, their cousin Brucey is on from 6 to 10 p.m. Big M. Oldies. And from 10 to midnight, Tony Orlando is on. Wonderful yeah. programs. All right, great. I listen to it sometimes, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mix it up. I'm going to do the 50s, 60s, 80s, 90s. I'm, I'm just going to pick got a the, different... You got the freedom back. You <laughs> got the freedom back. Okay. I took the reins off of you. Uh, Joe, then Ron. Joe. Yeah, just a, like a, another fun fact. I think the song To Know Him Is To Love Him was uh, hey, the, teddy bears. the epitaph on his father's the, grave. That was by the teddy bears. Yes. Great song. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Great yeah, a lot of the of- songs were written by Phil Spector. Yeah. There was one that he wrote when he was uh, grammar school. for a gr- He was in love with a girl that was older with him. And it was recorded by the Ponytails, Born Too Late. How do you know all these stories, Milton? I told you. You know, I have all those records. You got the anybody, records. I have the records, too, but I did no Anybody that wants to take a ride in the Corvette with me, we go to the beach. I'll play the songs. I've done this with friends of mine. We drive for four or five hours at a time listening. We don't want any phone calls. We shut the phone. <laughs> can, I, can I take my shoes music. and socks off and stick my feet out the window? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you can get your legs up, Mark, go ahead. Ron has, something, Ron has something to say. Yeah, yeah, Barbara can't get in and out of the car, but that's another story. Milton. Yeah. Yeah, Ron, let Ron talk. Phil Speck right. also had a great influence on another great music mind, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Yes. Right. All the sound. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Michael? Yeah. Uh, a couple of months ago, my son, he bought me a, a ULTV, like uh, God's Gift Televisions. And it's connected to Alexa. And what you could do is say, uh, Alexa, play doo-wop music. And it'll play, of course, the doo-wop music. But on the real fancy schmancy TVs, it actually shows the album of whoever is recording yeah. it. And yeah. I thought it was so cool to see that. You know, So like if you want to see, uh, mm-hmm. see the teddy bears, you'll see actually the real album. It's very cool. Very good. Very good. Uh, one more, Danny. Yeah, this morning I happened to catch, uh, I watched sometimes Morning Joe 
on MSNBC, and he had, for some reason, a whole long interview and meeting with Neil Sedaka. Mm. It, it was really interesting. I've always been a Neil Sedaka fan. I've seen him a few times in concert. He's, He's going to be 84 years old this coming March. Wow. I was telling some interesting stories about his, uh, his career, his music, how he wrote <clears throat> songs. Initially, they were paid $50 a week just to be locked up in a room and write songs um, when he first started. And he mm -hmm. says the beauty of all the things that he has done is that his concern is his children and grandchildren. Interesting enough, all of his songs are going to continue to receive royalties until 70 years after he dies. Wow. He says his whole family is well taken care of. I Very guess nice. he had a good he had a good um, agent yeah, back did. in those think, days to have that, enough, have that done. When I, yeah, when, I was, when I was doing before the, until the, when the pandemic hit, I was an interpreter at the courts of Social Security Administration, and one of the judges' name, the the judge's name is Sadaka. So I went up to her and I said to her, I says, um, "Are you related to Neil?" He says, well, he spells the name a little bit differently. He says there's five branches of the Sadaka families. <laughs> and um, I know him. I've seen him several times. He spells it a little different than I do. And she was a, you know, a, a judge uh, in, in Social Security. He says, the unfortunate thing is, is, she says to me, I'm not on his will. <laughs> and I, I knew I knew one of his uh, relatives also growing yeah. up, a Robin Sedaka. Yeah. Really I, I, had, I had a next door neighbor who's a relative, and he spelled it S E D A C C A. Wow! wow. It was, but it was related to hey, also. By, yeah. By the way, one of the greatest songs he did was "Calendar Girl." Oh, yeah. that was a big hit. "Calendar Girl." Oh, Happy Calendar. Birthday, Sweet Sixteen was yeah. my third single that I bought. You're right. Mark. The, third, the third single in the book. Milton, what was the Neil Sedaka song that he, uh, he played in two different cadences? One was very, very slow, and one was very much of a rock and roll song. Yeah, he re breaking up. Yeah, he re up. It's hard to do. It's very versatile. Yeah. 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 I'll mix it up. I'll even give you some time. talked about that. I got some great songs from the 90s. I don't know if you'll ever even know those, but. Were there any? Well, uh, let's yeah. move on. Let's move on. Okay. Thank you, Milton, on that. And You're welcome. We'll look forward to a new song, a new year. And next a ride in the Corvette. A new, a new yeah. year next year. My wife would love that. Yeah. All right. A couple of beep beeps, unusual names that I came up with this week. Uh, see if you agree. The first one is a defensive end for the Eagles, Josh Sweat. <laughs> yeah, makes a lot of yeah. time. S W E A T. I've never seen that name on a uh, a player. And then uh, I did some uh, research, and uh, I came up with a Marlins pitcher who was around in the year two thousand. His name was Nate Bump, B U M P. Huh. Bump. <laughs> and you guys remember him at all? What a, I don't know, I, he must I had a couple calls with the Marlins, but he was, was Charlie Bump. Charlie Bump. Yeah. How about yeah. Bump Willis? Mark, I, Mark, Bump I got Bump. one. Yeah. Get ahead there, right, right. There's, a, there's a linebacker for the University of Arkansas who's not playing in their bowl game. He's turning pro. His name is Bumper Pool. <laughs> right. really? So yeah, I've heard people with the pool name, but I guess they uh, he yeah, took I mean, it to the bumper to make it cute. Yeah. But you'll find right. him in the pros. I think it's cute. All right, let's move on. We have stories by Larry, sponsored this week by 
checkbooks. Do you guys still use your checkbooks? A lot of yes. people don't oh. anymore, but yeah. I still use mine. So yeah. what's your story this week, uh, Larry? My story this week is entitled All About Professional Wrestling. Oh, oh man, I love that. My story of professional wrestling has four parts. First, how did pro wrestling evolve? Beginning in the 1920s, professional wrestlers began to choreograph some of their matches to reduce the physical toll on their bodies. That allowed them to perform more frequently. Pro wrestling now predominantly falls under the World Wrestling Entertainment Inc., or WWE. Second, is wrestling under the WWE a sport? By most definitions, oh, a sport is an activity that involves three elements, physical exertion, skill, and competition. Based on this definition, wrestling under the WWE certainly involves physical exertion and skill. But because of choreographing, it lacks the element of competition and therefore is not considered a sport. Hmm. Third, who watches WWE events today? Chris Muller, a predominant writer on wrestling, summed up why people watch pro wrestling today. Quote, it contains all aspects of most entertainment medium, including action, drama, humor, and overcoming adversity, close quote. Demographically, the WWE fan base has skewed to those over 50 years of age. Cool. And its fan base is almost equally divided between men and women. The WWE had hoped that the younger fans would make up the lion's share of the fan base. But with older fans dominating, its fan base dwindled from a peak of 3.8 million to around 2 million today. Fourth and finally, what factors make for a WWE superstar? <laughs> become a successful WWE superstar, an individual must possess several attributes. Great wrestling ability, charisma, microphone skills, and an appealing angle or gimmick. With these attributes in mind, three pro wrestlers stand out as main eventers. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, and Mark William the Undertaker Calloway. But other great professional wrestlers lack some of these attributes <laughs> and consequently were not main eventers. For example, Evan Byrne and John Morrison lacked microphone <laughs> skills to connect with fans. Mm -hmm, yeah. While Daniel Bryan lacked the important charisma factor. That completes my story for this week. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I still watch it all week. I watch it every week. Anybody else watch it? Friday Night Raw. <laughs> oh, Friday Night Smackdown. Smackdown, yeah. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night, yeah. <laughs> right, who, who's the champion now? Who knows the champion? WWE. It's been champion Reigns? for over 800 days. Is it Reigns? Roman Reigns. Very good. Right. 
Can I, can I say something? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make it quick, right? Yeah. Two wrestling things. Number one, getting back to your uh, talking about the menorah and how uh, some Jews would like let it lit and other right. The thing is, with, with our religion, it's very often it's whatever happens, whatever anything goes. Because I was brought up relatively orthodox, and on Passover uh, we had our seder, and my uncle Abe loved the wrestling, and he 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 officiated at the uh, seder. You want to see a guy Dobbin faster in your entire life so he could watch Haystack Calhoun wrestle back in the day. It was unbelievable. So uh, that, that was my, I, I was weaned at wrestling. And one last wrestling thing, at Kutcher's Country Club, uh, a couple of years before it closed down, they had the WWE do something in the playhouse. So they turned the playhouse, just uh, two rows of seats, and they put a ring in the middle. And they had a lot of the famous wrestlers. It was really very entertaining. Very so in the lobby, they had like a little bit of a sideshow. So they had the gladiators and uh, there was a wrestler called uh, Jimmy Snooker. And oh, yeah. He's right? dead. The hot punch. So well, anyway, we were there with another couple, Mindy and Eddie uh, Goldstein and uh, Eileen and me, right? So uh, Snooker takes Mindy <laughs> one arm like this and Eileen in the other arm like this. <laughs> they were right in both of them. And Eileen is going, oh, where's Michael? Where's Michael? And Snooker goes, what is Michael going to do for you now? I mean, my, my, wife, my, my, my wife wanted to take a picture. That's what's, that's what's a lot. Wrestling is so much fun, as long as you're into it. You know, that's the whole thing. You know, it's, you know, it's not real, but they, they put on a show for you. And, and, and as Larry said, two, two guys, you mentioned Morrison and someone else, they weren't good on the mic. Being on the mic, they call those promos. Uh, if you're not good on the promos, there's <laughs> a good chance you'll never be champion because a champion does a lot of, a lot of talking at, and at the end of the day, himself. They're all incredible athletes. Well, they're like stunt people, you know. Stunt you know, you know uh, some, you some, some, some former NFL players have been. That's true too. Yeah. That's true yeah. too. Uh, Gerald, I'm gonna move on. Yeah, Gerald. At the beginning of a wrestling program. Do they make a statement? This is an exhibition. No, no, they do not. Okay, no, no. I thought no. they did at one time. No, no. yeah, no. yeah, I thought they did too, Gerald, at one time. They don't anymore. You, know, you can do a whole show on wrestling, Mark, but yeah, it's well, hard. If you got yeah. into it, now yeah. two, two, three people are into it. Yeah. Oh, All right, God. so let's move on to uh, this today's December 29th, and this day in sports. What happened in this day? Uh, in sports history. Well, in 1933 was the first reference that uh, made importance to us. The Yankees owner at the time, Jacob Rupert, uh, refused to release Babe Ruth to manage the Cincinnati Reds. Mm. I guess he thought his career was coming to an end. He wanted to uh, to manage, and I think he might have been still under contract. I think that's they were always it. under contract. Always under contract. So he, they were always. So he never got a chance to manage the Reds in 1933. In 1934, and and a lot of you people, and Fred always brings this up. And if you go back, if you're in New York and you go back to let's say the 60s and the 70s, there were always college doubleheaders. Basketball, double yeah. headers in the right. garden. Irish in the garden. Right. They had it, yeah. was, it was religion all the time. Right. Well, in 1934, the first college basketball doubleheader at Madison Square Garden, NYU, who was big in the basketball back in those days, beat Notre Dame 
And the final score was 25 to 18. Wow. <laughs> wow. Much no off, block. And there was a college that named Westminster. I have no idea what that school is or where it was, but they beat St. John's. They're in Pennsylvania. Uh, they, okay, they came in for that. Uh, it beat St. John's 47-33. But that was the first doubleheader of many, 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 many. We used to go in with our geo cards, remember? Yeah. And you had to go all the way up to the, the top level with those seats they gave you. It was fun. And in 1937, and this is so ironic, you mentioned your story there, uh, Larry, about wrestling. But one of the first champions was a guy named Lou Thez. Do you guys remember Lou Thez? Anybody? Right here. Sure. He he was long before the TV era. So maybe you guys didn't see him. But in 1937, he beat this guy, Everett Marshall, in St. Louis to win the first NWA World heavyweight title. He was the youngest. He was the a champ before Bruno Sammartino, a champ before Hulk Hogan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, to show how well he was born, nineteen sixteen. Mm-hmm. He died in two thousand and two. How about that? A hockey fan, nineteen forty five. Montreal right winger Maurice Richard scores twice in the Canadiens' loss to the Blackhawks to record his one hundredth career goal in 145 games. Mm. Fastest ever before that was broken by Mike Bossy, who had 100 in 129 games. And I believe it's it's someone has broken since. I, I'm not too sure if anybody has broken. I'm sure somebody has. 1955, <laughs> the NHL referees for the first time ever in 1955 on this date, December 29th, Wore the white striped sweaters, as we see referees wearing. But 1955 was the first. 1963, we've talked about this game many times on this show. Brings back memories all the time. But on this day, in 1963, the Bears beat the Giants in the championship game, 14-10. to 10. Oh, man. That, game, that was the game we yeah. talked about that uh, Y.A. Tittle got. That was a bloody Y.A. Tittle. The bloody Wyatt Tittle and Glenn Griffin came into the back right. of the quarterback. It was 10 degrees in Chicago yeah. during that game. And that was the third consecutive championship uh, game the uh, Giants lost. Right. They lost two before to the um, Packers, Green Bay. Packers. Packers. Green Bay. Right, right. They got clobbered both those games. Yeah. In Love 1968, those. the AFL championship, the Jets beat mm-hmm. the Raiders mm-hmm. on this day. And that day, Joe Namath throws three touchdown passes, and the Jets move on to their only Super Bowl. But they won the championship. Against- and also, the replay went on at 12 o'clock at night. It was blacked out in New York, and you had to wait till 12 o'clock at night to watch it. I don't remember Mark, that. That's the game I heard on the radio. I could not, I had to pull over at the side. What a great game that was. Yeah. That's, the one, the announcer, that's the one Don Maynard caught. That pass, right? He said he right. could get one step on the uh, who was right. it? Litnikoff. No, who was the guy? The announcer, the defensive guys. Who knows the name of the announcer? It was Merle? I don't know, but I I, I was Merle running Arnold. around and I couldn't believe what I, I was so nervous. Who what? was the announcer? Merle Harmon. Oh, oh the name, name of the pass. He would it's... say he would say your dial is just set. He's not the father of uh, Mark Harmon, is he? 
No, that's oh. Tom Harmon. He's oh, the, Tom Harmon. played in Michigan. You know, the, the time before that season when they played Oakland is when that guy broke his jaw, kicked him when he mm -hmm. was down. Who was the guy that broke the jaw? On oh, ben, ben Davidson. Ben, ben Davidson. Davidson. Yeah. Ben yeah. Davidson, defensive lineman. Right? Dirty player, dirty player. Okay, let's move on. In 1982, Alabama, head football coach Paul Bear Bryant ends oh. his career uh, with 323 wins. He ended his career. Um, I guess it was ended for him. That was the, that was the year he... Smacked that Clemson runner. Uh, that that was Woody Hayes at Ohio State. Oh, it's Woody Hayes. Hayes. Woody Hayes. You're right. Woody Ohio Hayes. State. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. The 1984. Wayne Gretzky scores his 32nd hat trick in Edmonton's uh, for Edmonton Oilers uh, for let's see, 100 points in only 35 games. <laughs> the second fastest because the year before he had 100 points in 34 games. And it's a shame that this guy's going to pass him. A veteran's going to pass him, right, next year, maybe? Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. What do you think about that, Ron? Terrible. Yeah. Well, I, I hate Ovechkin. Ovechkin is not, is not a good guy. There's a great article in the Post about Ovechkin. Yeah, Larry Brooks. Larry, Larry Brooks is article yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Ovechkin is not a nice person. Right. Not yeah. a nice person. Yeah. Okay, and he's, and he's pro-Putin. Pro right, that's why. Like. Can I? No matter what. Can I ask Michael a question about that article? Yeah, yes. My, you read the article, right? And, yes. and he, he mentioned three things that he didn't like. What was the thing he said something about? Did Michael Richards, who since Seinfeld, did he do something that wasn't good? Yeah, he, he went that? on stage and he said something that sounded a little anti-Semitic or something like yeah. that. And no, that was literally at the end of his career. Uh, you never hear from him anymore. I'm just wondering you know, what, what what he was referring to when he said that. Yeah, I th I think I told you guys that guy uh, Larry Brooks was in my class, and I had a I had a uh, a class where everybody flunked but him, Larry Brooks. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, I, I I gave um, um, <laughs> Danny a call earlier today because we learned today that the great Pele. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. 82. 82. And Danny's going to talk about him for a minute or two. Danny. All right. Uh, my memories of Pelé go back when he was, uh, when he first came up. Uh, I heard really in this uh, last World Cup, I didn't notice that he first entered the World Cup as a, uh, as a replacement. Jesus. In 1958, I think it was. And uh, he was, he was really amazing. Someone was watching on YouTube today. Some would consider his, his greatest goals. He was really amazing in what he did. Uh, uh, they, called him, they called him the Black Pearl. And uh, he, his speed and control of the ball was absolutely amazing in what he did. He played his entire career, almost his entire career, for the Santos Club in Brazil. Um, Santos is, uh, you know, the city of Sao Paulo is 800 meters of, or, or above sea level. And uh, the city of Santos is the port city of Sao Paulo. And uh, that's the club that he played for his entire career until he finished his career with the Cosmos in New York. You know, they brought him over to try to, uh, you, know, you know, build soccer in the United States. At the time, also, the Italian guy, uh, Kinaglia, came over also. And uh, the German guy, what was his name? I can't think of his name. He also... Franz, Franz Beckenbauer. Franz Beckenbauer. 
And they're all dead, all three of them now, you know. But uh, uh, it was really amazing to watch him uh, if you compare what he did. And uh, um, he really did a lot. And then eventually he became uh, ambassador of the United Nations uh, for Brazil. And uh, he was really a, a good guy. He really um, had, a, had a good, uh, prosperous life. He had three wives. Nobody really knows how many children, you know. <laughs> You know, uh, Maradona, who died two years ago, he supposedly had nine children, you know, but who knows from how many women he was with, you know. But um, comparatively speaking, they were really amazing, both and both very emotional on the field, Pelé and Maradona. And uh, some of the plays that they made in the World Cup history were absolutely amazing. Um, he was uh, he was great at curving the ball, Pelé. He... Uh, Famously, did a did a scissor kick goal, you know, with his back to the to the goal. Ball came to him. He jumped up and he scissor kicked it to into the goal. You know, which mm -hmm. is Over absolutely his head, amazing. Right? You know, and um, then the and the, the, they called that he did that in the um, in the World Cup in Chile, I think. And they, as a result of that, that became the Chileno, the the, the Chilean kick or the Chilean goal. At the time, very few people have been able to do that. I think there was one instance in this last World Cup that one player did score the goal that way. But anyway, uh, great loss. He died of uh, colon cancer. Uh, I read it was discovered like a year and a half ago. And um, well, you know, it's it's a it's a great loss to to the sport because he was a great ambassador for the sport. Yeah, I heard that he was well still playing. In Brazil, before the Cosmos, he became um, uh, well in, in in debt. He owed a lot of money, and he needed money quick. So mm. That's how he jumped to the Cosmos, and they paid him very nicely uh, to help him along. And the he way. was, but well, remember, he was a, the ambassador for Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't there an interesting story of how he got his name, Pele? I I forgot the story. On how he got it, but the, yeah, I forgot the story. It's interesting though. The word Pele must mean something. There was an article in the paper the other day that said he he didn't like the nickname and really wanted to be known by his first name, or Edson. I Edson. think his Edson. name is yeah, Edson. Yeah, <laughs> three World Cups he yeah. led Brazil to two in a row. Fifty-six, no, fifty-six, sixty-two, and fifty-eight. I have 56. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, they just showed on ESPN. Oh, you're right. 58, 62. That's two in a row. Right, and right. 1970. You're right. right. There. Very funny. Today, I had, a, I, had a, I had a World Cup moment with somebody. We took our grandchild to the, the Hall of Science in Fleshy Meadow. Uh -huh. yeah. You know? So we're in there. There's all these kids because they're off this week. It was in the morning. And there was a big family in front of us. And we're waiting for them to pay before we pay for our tickets. And my wife says to the, the guy in front, where are you from? The guy says, from Barcelona. So I, I opened my mouth too quickly. I said, oh, congratulations on winning the World Cup. <laughs> After I said, wait, wait, Barcelona, Spain didn't win the World Cup. I if you said Buenos Aires, I would have did, did Spain make it this year? Were they in the cup? Were they? In? Yeah, they were. They were eliminated. They were eliminated. Surprisingly, okay. so. Okay, but I, 
I jumped. I jumped the gun too. So, but congratulations. <laughs> what the hell? Well, you what was the reaction? Yeah. What did he say? I, I quickly, I quickly corrected myself after I said it. Oh, okay. And, was, uh, he, and then he, he walked away from me. He said, the guy, guy knows nothing. <laughs> uh, I thought that be interesting when I was as I was watching the YouTube videos. You know, I went from one player to the other, and of course, I went to Maradona. You know, as comparatively speaking. And one thing that Pelé never did is what Maradona did, even in the World Cup, that he took the ball and ran the whole field yeah. and scored goals. He was he was absolutely incredible that way. You know? All right, he'll he'll be missed. Uh, of course, the name, just by yeah. this single name, everyone in the world knows who he was. Yeah. All right, Michael, we're up to your Yankees and Jets uh, rant, sponsored by Posters. Posters, okay, did I, great. Did Thank I have you. a poster? Did I have a sponsor today, by the not way? Today, not today. I, I still owe you one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, what's going on is that the Yankees are allowing the Mets to make all the splashes all of a sudden. The Mets get Verlander, they get <laughs> Senga, who's supposed to be the greatest Japanese pitcher ever. And then just when they were going to announce Judge, and they had a whole big thing about Judge becoming the captain and everything. So 3 o'clock in the morning, I get up to take a pish, and I put on the radio, FAN, <laughs> and Sarah Licata is going bonkers. What happened? The Mets almost signed Correa, except for a couple of uh, problems with his medical. Yeah. And the Yankees... You know, there are, there are worries. There were worries in, in signing Judge, but they signed Judge, which is an absolute necessity. And now there are other things that they need to do. Like, for example, Rodon. Rodon, they uh, are worried that he was injury prone. And uh, they have a couple of pitchers that they could have used in the rotation, maybe even instead of Rodon. Uh, I thought Clark Schmidt, he's going to be a star. He's a very good pitcher. And I think Germain, after he gets his head together, is going to be a very good pitcher. So maybe the Yankees could use them for uh, trade bait. But for now, the Yankees are going to have to see how good, in all, in all honesty, to, to compete with the Astros. The Astros are great in developing their young players. Okay? They lose Correa. They get this other guy, the, the shortstop. And so the yeah. Yankees are have to ride with you, right? And the Yankees have Cabrera, Pedrosa, and what they're going to do with Pedrosa and, and Volpe. Pedrosa look great during the year, but uh, maybe Volpe is even better. And that's the way they're going to have to go. Good Lord willing. Now they still have Hicks and they still have Donaldson mm-hmm. and they could be dead weight. And so far there's nothing. And then who's the state of Hicks had a bad year and he's going to be good again. I hope, you know, I hope he's going to be good. He seems like a nice guy. And the other thing is what are you going to do with Glaber and how healthy is LeMahieu going to be? Mm-hmm. Those are all the things. But I like what I like about the Yankees though, is they do have a good rotation and they have a lot of good players in the bullpen when you really think about it, you know, everybody who they have over there in the bullpen. So Loisica, Peralta, Marinaccio, and now they got back Tommy Canely. And in all honesty, if Holmes is as good as he used to be, they got themselves one of the best relief pitchers in baseball. So uh, if you want to be optimistic, you can. <clears throat> if you want to worry like crazy about the Yankees, you can do that also. Yeah. But uh, the question is, will the Yankees let the kids play in 2023 or are they going to continue to make trades? And that's what we have to wait for. But uh, the Yankees really look like a pennant contender this year, and uh, maybe this could be the year. Yeah. Now, as, uh, 
They made what a trade yesterday, Yankees. Yeah, what would they do? They, Lucas, what's his name? Lutke, who they designated for assignment. Right. They, they traded right. him to the Braves for two guys. Oh. Right. So, yeah, he they was, designated uh, him for assignment. And yeah. Then they traded yeah, him. Yeah, trade before. Michael. like a, a long-time journeyman yeah. player who's finally uh, found his niche with the Yankees for a while and uh, yeah. basically effective. So uh, we shall say, I wish him luck. I like the guy. But I want to I want to say about the Jets real quick. Michael, when you say about left field, though, can I ask you a question about it? Yes. Is this guy Esteban Florio? Does he have any? He never seems to do well when he comes up here. Esteban Florio is as good a Scranton Real Rider player as you never want to see. When he comes up here, really, really good. He runs like the wind. He's a great base runner. And then as soon as they bring him up, yeah, get the broadside of a barn. So you know, you know, it's scary because. Well, who's to say one of these days he's going to go on, go on a team and it's going to click? It could mm-hmm. be uh, not being comfortable in New York. It could be a lot of things. But if it if he would play like he plays for Scranton, that would be perfect. Yeah. Have they know. have they given up on him? Uh, I don't think that they, he's a good trade date. I don't he's think he's ever been he, he might be too, too nervous to play mm-hmm. for the end. You know, a lot of the people, a lot, a lot of players just can't play for the end. Mm-hmm. Next, William McGee. Yeah. Hey, right, yeah. Right, Michael. I got a question for you on 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 Herman mm-hmm. and the yeah. Yankees. Yes, Herman really hurt the Yankees in the playoffs a couple of years ago when he got suspended for domestic violence. Yes, and he well, he would have been the key for the Yankees to continue in that particular playoff series. Right, right. For God knows what else, and yet with the morales morale, uh, 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 shall we say, uh, standards that the Yankees would have, like many other teams, they welcomed him back with open arms. Yeah. You know, I, I would have gotten rid of him because he's definitely not a good influence, in my opinion. And as a big Yankee fan, after what he did, I... he spent it for 80 games or whatever it was for domestic violence right before the playoffs. Who needs that kind of character? Hey, look at Tra- look at Chapman getting a right. tattoo. Right. Oh, yeah, not the only one. Yeah. yeah. I apologize gonna, to his players. Got, Mike, the yeah. Yankees will never win without a really good shortstop and left fielder. That yeah. up the middle. My friend who coached baseball. Right. To right. my friend won six World Series with the Bayside Yankees. You need a catcher, shortstop, yeah. and center fielder. That's they right. got the center yeah. fielder, maybe the catcher, but you need. The center fielder should be okay. He did better in the play playoffs than Judge or anyone. Right. Well, I was reading about the catcher. It seems that, that he, he got tired between Trevino and, and, and uh, Hagashioka. Uh, Trevino, beginning of the season, who played so well, he made the all-star team. And then towards the end of the season, he couldn't hit to save himself. And Hagashioka started hitting home runs. As a matter of fact, uh, he started hitting some home runs that uh, John Sterling called him. The Gashioka, the home run stroker. What, what about this guy they got from the Twins who was injured in the yeah. sell trade and who was injured all last year? They think highly of him. I forget his name. Ben somebody. Right. And the R. Yeah. There might be an up-and-coming catch. Yeah. I, 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 I also read that the Yankees, that they're sort of waiting, not for this year. They got a guy that they drafted a couple years ago, Austin Wells or Walls. That's the one, yes. Wells. Wells big, yeah, that's another one. A big bullvan, like... Uh, a huge guy, and he's like the guy on, on, on the Astros. What's his name? The the, the scary left fielder, uh, the right fielder. 
Oh, uh, yeah, they compare him to him. So uh, we shall see. You know, uh, mm. in other words, the Yankees can put it all together. And uh, the Astros, they lost Verlander. And uh, maybe there will be a, a – I don't predict the Yankees, the, uh, the Astros to win the World Series again. I, that team annoys me. So, uh, annoys me, but they're good. Yeah, Gerald and then Howie, yeah. <laughs> Mike, I may have mentioned this previously. Regarding the Mets, you have to realize the following. The Mets have two eras, B.C. and A.C., before Cohen and after Cohen. <laughs> We're now in the after Cohen era. Uh, I don't see the Yankees doing anything than just barely making the playoffs. You've still got third base. Who's playing Donaldson? He's like 96. You got <laughs> shortstop. You got the two kids. Who, and you got Kaina Falefa, who was scared to death in the playoffs. And you got left field, that deep hole of Aaron Hicks. I mean, I'm sorry that they wouldn't re weren't able to re-sign Benatende. Or what they should do, is there any news about them trying to trade for Brian Reynolds? Is that left side of the infield is so bad, and it's going to show up in the playoffs. They may win 90-plus games, and their pitching is terrific getting Rodan, but I see the same thing happening next year. I hope you're wrong. Yeah. I hope you're wrong. Can I, can I address Jerry one second, though? Yeah. Um, yeah. We used to have a, a city councilman, Barry Gredenshik. You might have heard of him, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I have never sure. in my life, in my entire life, ever heard a more pessimistic Mets fan. In my, everything <laughs> that can happen to the Mets that can go wrong will happen to the Mets. and uh, It will. He feels like that Correa is going to be injured. He feels that Ver Verlander is getting old. And when you think of the Mets, everything can crash and burn. And even uh, who, who the hell knows uh, with, with Uncle Stevie. I mean, he was involved with some problems years ago. That yeah. could catch up to him, too. When you think of the Mets, everything can go right down the tubes. Right? And as a Yankee fan, I'll, 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 I'll snicker just very quietly. <laughs> as a Yankee uh, fan, right? That's what you're saying. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, what about the Jets? What do you got for us for the Jets? Come right, on. Now, now, getting to the Jets, <laughs> I feel that they're going to win these two games. I really do. I think Mike White has a nice, accurate way about him, and they're going to win these two games. And I really also think that the uh, Patriots cannot win their two games, which will mean that the Jets will get themselves into the playoffs, if you really want to be, be optimistic. Uh, I'm going to – I enjoy watching Mike White play. He's not the moon and the stars. And somewhere along the line, they're going to have to get a real quarterback. I hear rumors about uh, this Derek Carr, who the Raiders uh, dropped from the starting uh, quarterback position. And maybe somebody like him, maybe Jimmy G. The Jets have to figure something out with the quarterback position. I think this Joe Douglas is a drafting genius. And a couple of little more little tweaks, little twerks. I think the Jets are going to be right up there. I, I really feel that if the Jets had a, a great quarterback, they would have been totally in the hunt. So uh, I think if they just had Mike White all year. If they had Mike White all year. They he's, have not to God. he's not a god. Don't go crazy on yeah. Mike White. He's, he's, he's shown some brilliance, and uh, he gets hurt. Well, you got to protect him. You protect Mike yeah. White, they'll win these they, two they games. They can't protect him. Their, their line is terrible. 
But, yeah. Um, just, uh, just want to point he, out he wins. Guys, and we, let's say he wins the next two games. You're right. gonna, you're going to go with him next year as your starting quarterback, and you're going to have a uh, a guy come in, uh, an adequate backup. You can't give you up a kid as a backup. You need a veteran as a backup. That's the that's if the he idea. wins the next two games, and then he got to be paid. You're going to pay that's, him? No. No, well, he's not if, he, if he wins, he's a, no, he's a second string quarterback, a very good second string quarterback. You want to compare him to Frank Wright, Frank Wright, or uh, who else off the top of my head? That's the type of quarterback he is. He's yeah. not going to take a team like the Jets to the promised land. So that's got you want Jimmy G. A lot of people don't like Jimmy G because he gets hurt every, every two days, right? Mm-hmm. Howie, he gets hurt too often, you know. And Derek even what Carr, you want Derek Carr, yeah, no, he's not even yeah. that good. And uh, Aaron Rodgers could be annoying. Aaron Rodgers could be like uh, Brett Favre. They have to think of something. They have to think of something creative. But I really think that uh, it was a Hanukkah miracle from God. I think they're going to get into the playoffs. I like that. That's my we opinion. We shall see. They have to play the games one game at a time and see what happens. And don't forget Miami. The Patriots are playing Miami. And Miami, what's it, tour is not going to play. Hopefully, hopefully for the Jets, Teddy Bridgewater has a good game. Yeah, yeah, it's it all happening, right? Right. Um, how did the Jets go from being un- underdogs by a couple of points to Seattle to being favorites? Is there only it can't be only because of Mike White? They went, they went from the road. one to plus two, and this might be the first time in uh, recent recollection that both the Giants and the Jets, the Giants, are favored by five. So, uh you should like cut that cut that clipping out and save it. Seattle's got to be a tough game too. I mean, you know, they're, they're they also in the playoff hunt. Could it be that they were eliminated from the playoff hunt? Seattle? No, I don't Seattle. think so. And not- I, I think they're in the, the same with the group of the, with the Lions and the Packers and seven and eight. Seven, seven and eight, depending what the Washington does. You know, with that tie. I mean, I, I, well, I never, never in the history of football. I think there are eleven teams below five hundred. That going into the last two days of the season, two, two weeks of the season, eligible for the playoffs. And the shame of it is that the, that, that that there could be two under five hundred teams, or or Tampa Bay who might be under the AFC South has a good chance. And and the, and they think the AFC and they, and they host South, the whole, and they host the game. Yeah, exactly, because they get a fourth seed. Yeah. Fourth yeah. Seed before I before I leave the floor, I have to say that if, the, if Tampa Bay. Wins the Super Bowl. I'm not going to follow football anymore. Just want to say that. Uh, Tampa Bay's in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to watch. <laughs> All right, Gerald. Then we got to move on. Go ahead. Special treat this Sunday: the Jets and Giants are not on at the same time. Right. In addition, the Jet players clearly support White, and they hate Wilson. And they wear the T-shirt. Absolutely. Yes. Hey, Jerry. Could the Jets still get flexed for a night game? Their last game, Jet yeah. Michael. Jan- January 8th, the last Sunday, none of the times of the games have been determined. They're going to wait after the Monday night game. And it could be a problem for the, for the Jets because they could be, they, they might get it. I don't, they might get the Sunday. If they, put, they, they could play at 1, 4, or 8 o'clock. So, Good. I'm glad I don't have tickets. Is that a, that's a home game? No, they're in Miami. I'm in Miami. They're Miami. Well, right, they're always- going to Howie. Now, we haven't heard your West Coast report in a while. Yeah, you have. Uh, okay. Sponsored this week by Double Dutch Jump Ropes. All right. <laughs> well, first, first with baseball, 
you had all these giant fans, especially season ticket fans. What was that? Did someone flush the toilet? That's what it sounded like, yeah. That's it. You had uh, giant season ticket fans <laughs> threatening the front office that they canceled their season ticket holders because we <laughs> lost Carlos Correa. <laughs> well, he hasn't been signed with the Mets yet either. It's for the same reason. So... Uh, Mike Kruko, the longtime giant announcer, got on the air and said to the fans, cool it, cool it. They're not crazy. They're not stupid. They know what they're doing. But there's this frustration with the giants that they were going to give so much, so much money to Aaron Judge and then to Correa. And now they got the money sitting on the sidelines. And all we got was Mitch Hanniger and... Uh, Before uh, and Deforto, 36 Deforto. Deforto. And, and that's it. The pitching's there. We even got the Taylor bro twin brothers, Taylor and Tyler, and they both shaved, so you don't know who the hell's coming in. So everything that said, you need more bats because you got LA, and even worse, you got Steve Cohn's West Coast twin in San Diego spending money mm -hmm. right and left. So uh, the fan base is pretty anxious. Um, yeah. I, as a football, what I heard yesterday with Derek Carr, he was told to, and, and this was agreeable by Carr, to sit out the last two games, not even to practice, right. because his, his contract for $33 million next year is not guaranteed unless he's injured. So since he's in non-injury status, they can rest him three days after the Super Bowl, three, three days after the Super Bowl, they can then cut him. He could be a free agent. Or they could sign him and keep him and then trade him for draft choices. This will be up to, well, the coach is going to be McDaniels. McDaniels is staying. And the difference of opinion was McDaniels, Carr didn't like what McDaniels offensive uh, schemes were. It didn't fit his way of playing. Much like Wilson in Denver didn't like Nathaniel Hackett's way. He couldn't play his game. So the the, uh, the rumors spread yesterday on San Francisco Sports Radio that, oh, maybe Jimmy G, who's not going to come back to the Niners because they got 30 or Lance to compete, uh, may reunite with Josh McDaniels, who was a, his original quarterback coach and offensive coordinator with, with the uh, Patriots. Or not only uh, Jimmy G, but Carr may, and G may become rare commodities in a bidding war by the Raiders, the Jets, the Commanders, the Cardinals, because Kyler Murray in a few days is having his ACL operation. So he's out for most of the next year. Uh, and I could mention a few other teams, too. So uh, they, th those two guys, Carr and Garoppolo, are going to be pretty wealthy guys in 2023. Okay. A couple of comments. Ron, you had your hand up. Yeah, it was reported today on ESPN that Carr actually left the Raiders yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he's not he's not backing up he's like the third quarterback well, he's just he, left the team completely completely he's and this and this it wasn't 
this was agreeable. He, you know, he, he says, okay. Time to move on somewhere else. Yeah, to move on. So, yeah. So he's out there. I don't know how old his car is. He's like 30, 31. 31. 31. 31. So, and he's been pretty, he hasn't been injured except for like one season early on. He's been pretty uh, strong. And he had Devontae to throw to. You know? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. And Devont, from what I hear, Devontae staying, uh, have a, uh, who is it there? Uh, who's their running back? Uh, Jake, Jacobs? Jacobs. 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 Jacobs is very unhappy, wants to leave. But they want to, they think they're going to put the franchise tag on him. They're going back to Oakland, I heard. <laughs> no, that's not never going to happen. Yeah. All right, Fred. <laughs> yeah, there was a comment in today's paper that said that McDaniels is probably one of the only guys who can make two teams worse at the same time. Oakland, uh, the Raiders by his presence and the Patriots by his absence. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget he tried to coach the Broncos, too. Yeah. Howie, so what are the 49ers going to do if, if Purdy continues to play well going into next year? Are they going to have a quarterback competition? I think so. I heard it mentioned. I mean, they're not talking about that. Yeah. I heard it mentioned. I mean, what happens? I mean, this team is so good. They play together yeah. so well. You know, Bosa may win the, the the MVP or at least defensive player of the year. Right. That what happens if he if he takes him into the Super Bowl, right. even wins the Super Bowl? How can you not stay with him right. and right. have Lance as your backup? I keep both of them. Yeah. It's a it's it's a nice problem to have. I'm really surprised at this team. I remember when they were three and four. I was right. going, shit. Yeah. We maybe we'll make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Put, and by the way, Ebo Samuel's practicing this week, and okay. Elijah Mitchell will be back for the playoffs. Also getting healthy, so they're they're just loaded. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that West Coast information, West Coast report. Fred, Knicks, Nets, yes. St. John's. Before I go with the Knicks, everybody, can we keep talking about the Jets here? Let's give some due, due to the other football team in town, the Giants. One, I'll be sitting in front of the TV Sunday mm. in anxious anticipation of, of, of getting the playoffs. They better not screw it up. It's <laughs> all right in front of them. Against a terrible team. Playing a crappy team. So, you know, at the beginning of the year, the Giants, nobody, everybody is predicting anywhere from two to seven wins. Most people closer to two than seven. And look where we are now. So let's, and maybe we'll see how he's 49 is in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, the coach, the table, Dable was the one who developed. Uh, Josh Allen. I know. And I saw the game that they played against Washington, and that yeah. was such a well coached, great game. And Daniel, uh, what's his name? Daniel Jones. Jones. Daniel yeah. Jones. He looked pretty damn good as a quarterback. Yep. He did. So it's coaching, right? Yeah, it is. We'll see it. All right. Now, as for the Knicks, last week I was installing them with an eight game winning streak. Now, since then, they've lost four in a row. Fouch, among other things, free throws are killing them. Yep. I mean, against what have thought Chicago Friday night, that Brunson, I think it was Barrett or Randall, they went 0 for 4 in the last minute. Fred, of the game. Brunson, Brunson missed two. Fred, Fred. I could not watch it. I, 
Yeah. And then Tuesday game. And and then the night before, they played a tough Toronto game. Six. Pascal was. What's the name? See it. Yeah. 52 points. They could have had that one. You know, you always hear coulda, shoulda, woulda. But and Philadelphia, they were totally outclassed in the fourth period. And Tuesday night, it was something like 13,000 some odd games where a team was leading by nine points with 35 seconds or less in the game. <laughs> the team and no team had ever overcome that. Until Tuesday night, when they get when they played oh. Dallas. I mean, Doncic had a great game. Oh my god! I mean, it was like the first triple double of like sixty points, twenty one rebounds, and what was it, twelve assists, something like that. And that, and that play, it is so hard to miss a foul shot on purpose because you got to hit mm. the rim and then to get your own rebound to tie it up. That was he like didn't get the, he didn't no, get he didn't, he get, didn't the get the it rebound. Tapped, it was tapped out to him. Okay. Tapped yeah. out. Yeah, it wasn't. Can I, it was um, so almost unbelievable to make to do that play perfectly. It's yeah, like but you, you know, know what, Fred, what? about that play. Yeah, I blame Thibodeau on that play because yeah. look, I I've coached. Look, I haven't coached. I've coached yeah. kids before in basketball. Yeah. When someone's taking a free throw, okay, you're telling your team box out the shooter, okay. Right. Nobody went to Doncic. That's right. Okay? The two You're players right. on that side went to get the ball. They right. fumbled the ball. It came right to Doncic, right. and he hit the game-tying shot. Right. You, you no, boxing him out. Right. Nobody put a body on him. Nobody put a body on him. That, you know, that, that's coaching right there. I'm sorry. That's true. And then, well, we'll see what happens. Tonight they got supposedly, quote-unquote, two winnable games in Texas against San Antonio and Houston. Let's see. Barrett is out for a week. They say he's not going to play. I don't know if Brunson's going to play tonight or not. And I I think Thibodeau is wrong. And Tuesday night, just sticking with an eight man rotation. You can't play guys like grind 46 minutes quickly, 46 minutes. I would have, I would have used Fournier and Reddish off the bench. I mean, I know the guys haven't played in a while. The, the Knicks looked so gassed in, in that overtime. Yeah, there, was, yeah. there was no way they were going to win the game in overtime. Would, just... you, would you guys compare him to Larry Bird? Doncic? Yeah. Mm. He's got to win the championship. Yeah. I don't think yeah. you can compare when, when him to any... championships. Yeah. I don't think you can compare him. I don't think you can compare him to anybody. Yeah. yeah. He Even though he's in the league by himself. That yeah. last shot that he took. Yeah. It just came to him, and he was falling backwards, and he just put it up. He didn't even right. he didn't even yeah. set or anything. Yeah, and it was just one of those crazy yeah. things. And me and meanwhile, we got the other the, the other team in Brooklyn, who is now focusing strictly on basketball. And, and you know, if putting aside anybody's feelings, personal or whatever you think about Kyrie Irving, and uh, you know whatever. The, the three guys and the, the whole team, the, the Nets are playing really beautiful basketball. If you just look at it from a basketball standpoint, you know, 10 in a row, it, 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 it's a good team. It's a fun fun team to watch. They're, they're playing very well. They won one by one point last night. And, it, and they have a point guard all of a sudden. They have a point. You know, yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, you know. Even, even, even the Lakers, uh, didn't Russell Westbrook have a triple-double? His third yeah. triple double a year. He's such a head case, yeah. Howie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, who like, is it in the NBA? <laughs> yeah, who is it? Right. And Joe? Was- yeah, I just want to, you know, Fred is absolutely right. They were they were gassed and they were gassed before the overtime. Yeah. And I think right. it's probably the reason they missed some of those foul shots. Right. I mean, they I just, mean, had, they just brought- had nothing left. Yeah, I mean, McBride was very good down the stretch, five yeah. out of six. But so oh, the they guys. played, they played, they played incredibly well, losing. You know, two of their best players were out. They played, yeah. I thought they played a great game, but they just they ran did. out of gas. Right. And Dinwiddie hit a couple good big shots. Yeah. He's just. I yep. miss Dinwiddie. I miss yeah. him. Uh, but I'll tell you who's really I playing. Mean, I well. almost kicked. I almost kicked the TV set, but. Yeah. I'll tell you <laughs> who's really playing well for the Nets. Mitchell Robinson, when they gave him that yes. four-year contract for oh, fifteen yeah. million a year, yeah. I, said, I think they're making a mistake. But he—he's he, really a force on the offensive boards and the re- defensive boards. He—he—he—he's—he's he, he, he's been a big, big asset to them. Yeah, and, and they're—you know—they're still in the you know mix for a playoff hunt. They're only one game out of six, and let's see what happens. And you lots know, of ga- lots of games to go. Not even right, right. We're another another week or. Two will be at the halfway point to the season, and we'll see. Yeah. But they, they just they just don't also have that one star who can who can close out games. Right. I mean, Randall Barrett and Brunson are good plays, but they don't have the Morant or they don't have the Giannis right. or even the Jason Tatum's Joel. They need that one guy who can just be there at the end of the game. Hmm. But okay, we'll see, see what happens. Any more comments on that before we move on? I'm watching the time here, guys. And I'll All just right. Say- Quickly Still. about St. John's. I'm disappointing. Oh, St. John's, but he got real quick. Go disappointing go loss last night at home to to a, a, a good team, an Xavier team. Where is Xavier? Has to be any good. They got to beat the good teams at home. Where's Xavier? Is that oh. Cincinnati, Ohio? Ohio. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So they zero and two in the one and two. No, one and two. They they beat the Paul early on. Yeah. They, they play Seton Hall on Saturday. Who's, we could beat the Paul. <laughs> they should be able to beat Seton Hall. Seton Hall is not having a great year. All right. Joe moved moved near there, so didn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> Stuart's not here this week to give us those uh, baseball transactions, free agent signings. I have a few. Yeah, there are a few. A few. Of course, we talked about Michael Conforto getting two years at 36. And uh, Will Myers is going to the Reds, the former Padre. Oh, yeah. One year for 7.5. Plus, the, they always put these bonuses in. You know what I mean? Uh, the Phil signed Craig Kimbrell. Uh, one year, $10 million. Dodger last year. I think he's done. I don't Stop. know. I think he's yeah. done. The Red Sox today or yesterday signed Corey Kluber. Yeah. Cy Young Award winner. One year, $10 million. What's the wrong amount that Kimbrell's getting? Rob, yeah. I think you're a Red Sox fan. Talk about the Red Sox. Yeah, the Red Sox. The Yankees uh, signed this uh, infielder, Wilma Defoe. Wilmer. Sounds he like... was a, a former Nat, pirate, diamondback. <laughs> He's a rutility infielder. They yeah. have so many of them, I guess. I don't know. He made a name. He's played in the pros before. Uh, let's see what else I have here. Who else signed the name? Rich Hill. Rich yeah. Hill, who's like. He could fit right into this, this podcast right here, yeah. age-wise. How old is he? He's played with the Cubs, the Orioles, the Red Sox, the Indians, the Angels, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the A's, the Dodgers, <laughs> the Twins, the Rays, the Mets, the, and now the time with the Pirates. What about the Ducks? 
42. And the Ducks, you're right. <laughs> Lifetime record, 82 and 59. <laughs> so he's got something cooking, but he throws the ball so slow. We probably could hit him too. Nathan, what does his wife say? She just goes along. She the, oh. bag, the bags are always packed. Nathan Ivaldi goes to the mm-hmm. Rangers for two years, $34 million. So him and DeGrom. Him and DeGrom, huh? Him and DeGrom, yeah, yeah. Let's see who else else have here. Uh, uh, Too much of other things. Mark, there was one more signing. I don't know if you have it. What was it? It was a major? I I skipped it. Yeah, yeah. Gene Gene Segura of the Phillies. Oh, no. What happened? My son told me he signed with the Marlins. Oh, okay. So he's a good hitter. I always liked him. Yeah. I like him, too. There was a rumor... That the, the Mets have, of course, Ronnie Maurizio, one of their uh, prized rookies who has never played the pros before, to the White Sox for Liam Hendricks, the relief pitcher. Mm. I wonder if that can come off. But there's a rumor. There's a rumor. There's By the a- way, I asked you last week what number Carlos Rondon picked. Picked number 55. Oh, yeah. got Meanwhile, Domingo... Uh, Herman has that number right now. What a slap in the face. <laughs> right? You're on the team. I have 55. I'll take 55. Sure, Carlos. You can have it. Hideki Matsui's old number, 55. Wow. How about that? So the Mets, well, we still don't know about Korea, but let's say he stays with a 315 and the Mets keep him. I don't know what's going to happen or not. But his 315. Nimmo's 162, Edwin Diaz 102, Verlander 86.6, Senga 75 million, Jose Quintana 26 million, Omar Navarez 15 million, Adam Aravino 14.5, David Robinson 10 million. You add add, add them all up, that's $806 million that they signed this year. Of course, they have multi year contracts, but Interesting, eight hundred, and I heard the the U.S. will permit their major league players from Cuba to play for yeah. Cuba yeah. in the World Baseball Classic, which is a change in policy. So, Jordan uh, Alvarez, Jose Abreu, Randy Azarina, Johan Moncado, Luis Robert, all Cubans can play in the World uh, uh, Baseball Classic. Uh, many of those players defected to the U.S. And um, now they want to go back and play with him. So uh, Cuba says, is okay. El, is El Duque involved with the World Baseball, baseball Classic anyway? I El Duque. <laughs> I, I don't know. No clue. I have no clue. All right. Why don't we, <laughs> why don't we move on? Uh Anybody have any important football notes? We, we talked about the Jets. We talked about the Giants. Games last week. Of course, the Giants lose that game in the last second. Uh, 61-yard field goal. 61-yard field goal. I forgot. I, I always thought that Minnesota built their new stadium without a dome. I did, too. Then They must have put a dome in. Right? Didn't they say they're they're going back to playing out? They were the they were in the the uh, the dome, the Homer Dome, the uh, Humphrey Dome. Remember? They built the stadium. They said they're going to play like the Green Bay outside in the elements. This is a new stadium they built like six years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, right. And now there's a dome. Is it retractable or it's always it closed? I don't know. It's retractable, but they said outside, outside, outside. I remember distinctly when they were building it. Anyone agree with me? Or that has to do with the baseball stadium. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that was only for the baseball. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and the Giants oh, lost maybe, it on the maybe block. You're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. They didn't lose it on that on that field. They lost it on the block punch. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the key. Really, that and, was a key and, play, and the fact that that at least three passes should have been caught. You know, I mean, uh, uh, Butterfingers over there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so there was a report that uh, Rob Gronkowski reached out to Tampa to return from yeah. retirement to play, and they said, "Well, we'll take you back, but you got to go to the practice squad first. Yeah. He said, "No yeah. dice, I quit." <laughs> Uh, I'll go back to baseball for a second. Yeah, again. There was a death in baseball. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Denny Doyle, Brian Doyle. No, I did not see oh, that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I did not see that at yeah. all. It was in a paper the other day. Oh, that sucks. Like and all my sources, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, it was a short agate thing in, in one of the papers, like a you know, two sentence yeah. thing. Oh, wow. no, before he was a nobody, he didn't win the MVP, MVP for that World Series. The MVP, right? Fuck you. Brian Doyle. Yeah. Okay. So today was the pinstripe bowl. Anyone watch on TV? I'm I only watching it because my son's covering it for AP. I have not watched any bowl, <laughs> bowl games this year. Have I, any of you guys watched? Anybody Ma in the same boat as me? Mark, yeah. my son I mean, and I made a not yet. But my son Saturday. and I are trying to watch every any game to see to see a scoring play in every bowl game, right, whether, so it's on, whether, whether it's live, whether it's live or on the. On the on the DVR or something. So far, was successful. I had I could say, and I mean it. I have not sat for one play in any bowl game so far. Twenty eight, twenty Minnesota now. They got great weather for the pinstripe bowl. Pinstripe bowl, yeah, yeah. You should have more bowl games. You know, on the mark with a bowl. Get to win six games to be qualified for a bowl, I believe. So maybe they should go to four and eight. So yeah, they have yeah. more bowl games. No, they had a bowl game last week in Fenway Park. You know yeah, that? eleven in the morning, Louisville and Cincinnati. I, you sure? I never saw those bowls. No, I, I just saw a scoring play, then I turned it off. There's an interview with a groundskeeper of Fenway Park. He's a, he's having a hell of a time with that. Huh. That happened they said, game on New Year's Day at Fenway Park, I think. Yeah. yeah. Then they said that Drew Brees has gone back to his alma mater, Purdue. Temporary. To help, temporary, to help the new coach, Ryan Walters, mm. for his upcoming Citrus Bowl mm. on January 2nd versus LSU. Mm. They have a new coach. I the, guess the, the coach they had all season. Either the other coach went to Louisville. Okay, they move on. Where he played. And get more money. And now this new coach takes over a team, establish a team. So Breeze thought he would go and get, throw his two cents in. You like that or you don't like that? That's fine. Well, you got the college football playoffs this weekend. That's what's happening. That's right. This weekend. Big, big, big. Those games I will watch because those, those, that's important. A couple of football deaths. Ronnie Hillman. Does that uh, name sound mm, familiar? Yeah. 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 Bronco running back. Yeah. 31 years, years old. So he couldn't. He played recently. Yeah. He was on the Super Bowl team that Peyton Manning was on. Right. He died of a rare kidney cancer. Yeah, 31. He ran for 1,976 wow. yards, 12 TDs in a career of 56 games. Uh, you got to be a Bronco fan, I guess, to watch him, you know. 
And then there was a, uh, a local death, Jim Weinman, Weinman, W-E-I-N-M-A-N, 88. But his, his name to claim to fame was he was the first football coach at Nassau Community College. Oh, wow. He started the program in 1968. He coached 19 years at Nassau Community mm-hmm. College. He was 136 and 38 and one tie. He went to three national bowl games and three undefeated seasons, all for junior college. So you got to be into that. Yeah. And he, he put junior college on the map in, in New York. Jim Wyman, yeah. 88 years old. Mark. Yeah. There was also death. It was in the post yesterday of a local broadcaster, 89 years old. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right. You guys may have heard Bob, Bob Goldshaw. Goldshaw. Bob yeah. Goldshaw. Yeah. Bob Goldshaw died too? Yeah, I remember him. It was in the post yesterday. Yeah. Oh, he did the sport, the local sports. Yeah. He was with the Nets when the Nets first right. came around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was a small thing in the post yesterday. My too. Lord. And we never talked about uh, Louis Orr. Yes, he was. We, we oh. missed that. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, he died. The ex Syracuse Scott graduate, ex Nick. Nick Coach. Started yeah. his career. He played for Syracuse. Coach. Uh, he went to Indy Star. He drafted by Indiana, played two right. years there. Then he played five or six years with the Knicks, yeah. uh, 9.7 points in 569 yeah. games. Wasn't much of a, a scorer, but you know, locally, yeah. played for the Knicks. Yeah. And then he went on to coach Boston. Seton Hall and Bowling Green, 64 like years old, New York. was like Jim Beheim's first, first recruit, him and Roosevelt Bowie. The Louie oh, is that and right? Yeah. Ball. Oh, man, I remember that. If Steve was on, he could talk more about him. Yeah. And where's Pepperdine University? Malibu, California. Yeah. That's the thing I threw that in for you. I knew you didn't know that. Okay. And there was a death in 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 uh, in golf. Oh, yes. Kathy Whitworth. Yeah. Does that name sound familiar? Kathy yeah. yeah. 83 Kathy years old. I, I didn't know too much about her because I guess she hasn't yeah. been playing in a while. The winniest, the winniest female golfer of all time. Yep. 88 mm-hmm. titles. Uh, in fact, she's won more than any men. <laughs> wow. Uh, mm-hmm. More than Tiger, Sam Snead, um, any top woman. Uh, became the first woman to earn $1 million on the LPGA Tour. Kathy Whitworth, 83. And, oh, one more tennis note. Novak Djokovic will be allowed to play in Australia this year. They're letting them in. He's still not vaccinated. <laughs> Last year, they, they said you can't enter the country. This year, you're allowed to come in the country. And, but I think now you have to be tested in Australia. I, I don't know. At least, you know. But that's funny. So that's all I have for you guys this week. Uh you want to do some questions for about 10 minutes? Gonna have to sure. get off quickly. So let's do questions and then uh, call wrap it up. Let's see. Uh, okay, we'll go with uh, Michael, then Fred, and then Gerald. Uh, which NFL team was named in the honor of a great writer? In honor of a great writer. NFL, NFL team? An NFL football team was named in the honor of a great great writer. And if you all give up, then I'm going to ask you. Are you going current, to figure it out? Is it a current team? Current team, right? Uh, so the nickname is is related to that. Not only uh, why, 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 why. the uh, whatever. Yeah, no, it's real name. 
the Ravens. The Ravens. Ravens. What? What? Uh, what uh, writer? Edgar Allan Poe. The Ravens. He came from Baltimore. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's, that's interesting. Who would think that? All right, Fred. Then mm. Gerald. Who's the only? Who's the only NBA player to play twenty-one seasons with the same team? Uh, the guy from uh, uh, God from uh, San Antonio, Tim Duncan. No. No. All good right. Yes. Good guess. Is that yeah. Was it uh, the same? That's their only team, right? Only team. <laughs> only team. team. Played for twenty-one seasons. Still alive today? Retired a few years ago. Uh, Fred Nowitzki. That's right, Dirk Nowitzki. Oh yeah, it's very they nice. Show them last way, night. They show the statue that they put yeah. in. They unveiled it on Christmas Day when they played outside the arena. He was a heck of a player. Yes, he was. Yeah. Okay, who else? Gerald, do you have one? Yes. In 1958, three pitchers tied for the American League lead with eight, with. Eight. Hall of Famers, Whitey Ford and Bob Lemon and this Boston Red Sox pitcher never won more than 50 games a year. Uh, let me give another question. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> which, which Houston Astros pitcher had a team record of nine straight complete games? Wow. They are Richard? Yes. Oh, I was going to say that. Good guess. Good guess. <clears throat> All right. Baseball nicknames. Who was known as High Pockets? Some oh, Kelly. Kelly. High Pockets Kelly? Kelly. Who was known as Howdy Doody? Oh, Daryl Evans. Who really? was old, oh. a, old Aches and Pains? Oh, oh Luke, oh, Luke Enos. Who was the junk man? Eddie Lopat. Good, good. That's who was uh, Kitten? Harvey Haddix. Harvey Haddix, right? I had yeah. Jim Cott. Maybe Harvey Haddix, too. Harvey Haddix. Maybe. Who is the cat? The cat, Harry Burkeen. Harry, right? Harry the cat Burkeen. I might as well go. Okay. Uh, most wins as Jet quarterback since 2000. Uh, I'll read the quarterbacks. You tell me who was one and two. Kellen Clemens, Josh McGowan, Zach Wilson, Brett Favre, Geno Smith, Sam Darnold, Mark Sanchez, Chad Pennington, Vinny Testaverde, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Give me one and two. Hey, what, what, the, the most wins? Pennington. Pennington is number two. Who's number one? Testaverde. No. Not Testaverde? Not uh, Testaverde. It wasn't Brett Favre. He was only there for one year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, might be... Uh... What's his name? Sanchez. 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 Three years, right? Uh, Thirty-three. That's right. He got him into the playoffs the first two two years years. in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Game. Right. Yeah. Now he's now he's very comfortable as a uh, now analyst. He's very good. He's very good. Very Very good. Very good. (laughs) Let's go on with uh, Gerald. You got something better this time? I I um. I keep don't it have current. Another, keep it current. I don't have another question, guys. You don't? All right, all right. No. All right, Fred <laughs> and Joe. Then uh, the, last uh, year, Julius Randle and Barrett averaged 20, both averaged 20 points a game for the Knicks. Before that, who were the two previous time, two 
two Knicks averaged at least 20 points in the same season. Which which two plays? Frazier and Monroe? No. Willis After Reed that. and Frazier. After <laughs> that. Car- Mark Carmen? Uh, not really. After Willis Reed? Uh, yeah, it was after after that. It was all right. I'll, I'll give you him what season it was the seventy nine eighty season. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they had those days. One one of the players later was traded to a team. We he was traded to the Bulls, and he he won some championships with Michael Jordan. It was oh, one of them. Cartwright. oh, uh, Cartwright, Bill Cartwright, Cartwright. Bill the, Cartwright. Other one, the other one was the other one was from. Mount Vernon, New York, and played his college ball at USC. Oh, I should know that. Pulse? Not Pulse. Initials are RW. Oh. Winnington? What's his name? W. Oh, Reggie Williams? Williams? You're you're right. Ray Williams. Ray Williams. Williams. Oh, yeah. 79. Ray Ray. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Who did I say? Milton and then Joe with Joe and Milton. Yeah. Someone just shoot. Go ahead. Milton. Yeah, Milton. Milton. He's on. He's on. Which NFL team has their logo only on one side of their helmet? Cleveland. Cleveland Browns. No, Steelers. Cincinnati. Steelers. It was originally put on there because they weren't sure they were going to like it and then left it like that way indefinitely. Okay. Uh, uh, Joe? Yeah, the year that Michael Jordan was drafted, he was drafted number two. Who was drafted in front of him? Oh, what's his name? The the Spencer with the bad knees, I think. Yep. Oh, Sam Bowie. Yep. And Bowie, right? I thought of that only because you mentioned someone named Roosevelt Bowie before. And that got me thinking. It's actually spelled differently. Yes. Howard, where did Michael Jordan go to college? UNC? North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. All right. Are we good to go, boys? Yes, sir. All right. Thank you once again, boys, for joining us today. Uh, you know, next week is 140, and yep. we're still thinking about 150, and nothing is concrete. Uh, Fred gave us one uh, yeah. choice, and we could re- revisit it next week. But I want you to think if you could uh, think of something special for number 150, which will be in March. Next week will be 2023 when we come back to you. Well, if the Giants and Jets make the Super Bowl, that would be special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Hey, we can all watch it on online. Zoom. Guys, have a great week. Out. Have a great week. Enjoy yeah. everything. Happy Sunday, everybody. Happy everybody. Thank you. Everybody. 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 Barry, I'm not going to shul, so you have to go without me. Okay, I'll I'll come. Every week.